Welcome back. You are listening to the Portionality Podcast, and I am your host, Portia Williams-Gates. I'm so excited and so uh, just very elated and enthusiastic, and it's all the feels right now (laughs) about being back on the mic, about being back on the podcast. It's been, gosh, almost two years. Can you believe it? Almost two whole years have gone by since I have last um, released an episode. Let me be specific because while I have been um, I, I have been gone, I have still been recording, but I haven't been releasing, and that's so just. It's so beyond me, right? How many of us like can admit like a lot of times we be creating, but we don't release the things that we do because um, fear or, you know, um, this thoughts of rejection and not feeling enough. And but we're still creating, creating, hoping that one day we'll have the courage to uh, share it. And so this is me having uh, the courage to um, get myself back out there, right? I've genuinely missed podcasting. I've genuinely missed um, talking to you all. And so um, here I am, okay? Here I am in all of my meanness and all of my portionness and um, allowing that to be enough and allowing that to be okay. And so if you like this podcast, I'm going to ask that you subscribe. I'm going to ask that you would uh, follow me. Uh, you can follow at uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you're listening over on SoundCloud, um, I'm going to ask that you share it, enjoy it, love it, all those things, um, and that you would continue to follow me on Instagram over at Portionality, that you would hit up my website, www.portionality.com, that you would also, um, you know, just, you know, show me some love, you know? <laughs> so I would hope that you would engage and that we would interact and that we would chat and we would um, do all of the wonderful things that we are able to do. And so um, I really look forward to hearing from you all. I look forward to connecting with you all. And so, um, yes, here's to a new uh, leg of the journey. And I'm really excited about it. Um, So just to uh, give y'all an update, a little heads up, um, since I've been on hiatus, um, since it's been two years, of course, there's so much that I could tell, which I will probably tell throughout um, the season, throughout our journey together. Um, but for today, I will say that I have um, gotten married, okay? So I've gotten married since we've last been together, and I actually met my husband doing this podcast. And uh, if you listen to season one, episode 13, you would know that um, Jamal Richardson, who is a comedian, was on the show. And he's actually now my husband. Um, and we are spouses and we are married. And um, it's been such a great uh, journey with him into this season. We are officially just over one month married. Uh, we decided that we were just going to go for it in the pandemic. And um, we got engaged December of last year. Um, and so we just said, you know what, let's just go ahead and get married. So we got married a, a two years to the day that we met. We met July 18th, not July 18th, good Lord, July 1st of 2020 uh, is the day that we met. And so we said, you know what? Let's just, you know, commemorate the day and just go for it. And so we did. And so here we are, 
uh, two years later, we are now married. And so um, if there's anybody ever looking for a significant other, I just say to you, you never know how you're going to meet somebody. Like literally, I did not think that I was going to meet my spouse, you know, on the streets of New York, getting uh, barked into a comedy club. Like what? Child, if you would have told me that years ago, I would have laughed, um, you know, for many reasons. And so here we are now. We actually do a show together on YouTube and it also streams on Facebook Live. We do a show called God's God Jokes TV. So you can uh, follow us over there. Shameless plug for the Instagram. Follow us over at God's Got Jokes TV on Instagram and you can catch us every Sunday at two o'clock. We stream live and, um, the video is obviously going to be there after this stream is over. So you can check us out any day of the week. Okay. So, um, there's that for some, for some immediate updates. And, um, yeah, let's get into it. I've got some really great notes here, uh, for us and I'm looking forward to this show. Okay. So first and foremost, you know, we're in 2020. <laughs> it has been a interesting year, uh, so to speak. You know, it's been an interesting year. I don't necessarily need to recap everything because let's, let's be honest, right? We've heard enough recapping throughout the year and truth be told, we are living it, right? We are living it. We are living it. We are living in a time of COVID-19 and a pandemic known as the novel coronavirus. Uh, we are living in a time where we're still fighting for justice for black lives, right? We're still fighting on the front lines. And now we're seeing more anti-racism training and more anti-racism um, education coming up with uh, folk, okay? Because let's be honest, with the pandemic, it has allowed people to see what's really going on, right? It, the pandemic has allowed us to address a lot of things that have gone silent, to address things that we weren't willing to talk about as a whole nation, right? So it's one thing for a few of us to make noise about a particular topic or a particular subject, but it's another when it's before the whole world where everybody can see what's going down, right? There's no hiding. There's no carpet we can sweep these things under anymore. Like the veil has completely lifted and the world can really see. Um, and it, it's gotten to the place where we cannot ignore it. Um, you know, this year we've seen the deaths of uh, Ahmaud Arbery. We've seen the deaths of George Floyd and we have seen the death of Breonna Taylor, just to name a few. Um, there are more names to the list. There are more hashtags, um, on, on social media, but these are just a few names, um, that have sparked, uh, the revolution and has uh, sparked the, the movement to continue. Not that the movement has ever ended, but we are continuing in the fight. We have seen people protesting in the midst of a pandemic because let's tell the truth, folk mad. Right? Folk, folk mad. We mad. Okay? I'm mad. Everybody mad. And so we're in a season, we're in a time, we're in a space where it's just kind of like enough is enough. Like enough been enough. But at what point do you realize that you just can't treat God's children just any old kind of way? Right? At what point do we allow ourselves as a nation 
to step back and to look at what's really going on, you know, and to address some things. And if we tell the truth, we don't expect much from this administration outside of foolery and buffoonery and all that other stuff. But we have had to really push the envelope on a local level, right? It's like, okay, well, if this administration isn't going to do anything, let's see how far we can push the state. Let's see how far we can push the the, the mayor's office. Let's see how far we can push the county. So, we see people really rising up on a local level. Um, we see a lot of people really rolling their sleeves up. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the truth. The hands of the Gen Zers, right? That's the, that's, that's the generation after the millennials. I'm a millennial. The Gen Zers, that's the, that's the young ones up behind me. And they're not even the, the youngest anymore. Right, Gen Z ain't playing no games. They're not playing with y'all. Okay, they're not playing with us. They're not playing with anybody. Gen Z is here, and you know, a lot of times I think people are confusing the millennials with Gen Zers. Listen, the oldest millennials are practically forty. No, like, but for real, the oldest millennials are forty. The youngest millennials are twenty five. Like, they're not babies at this point. Like, the year is twenty twenty. The youngest millennial is literally like twenty six, twenty five. Okay, so they're not babies. These are these are grown-ups out of well out of college with lots of debt. Okay? With lots of student debt, and that's why we need a stimulus package that will erase student debt. Hello somebody. So uh, millennials are grown. Okay? We're grown. And that's very different from Gen Z, who are the the new voters, right? A lot of the Gen Zers are going to be first time voters in this election. Some of them, not all of them, but many of them will be voting for the first time. And this election is just so important. Now, before I go into election, let me tell you something about Gen Z. They are so on fire. They are so uh, ready. They are so prepared. And they have a resilience and a courage that I've not seen um that I've not seen, right, in other generations. Now, that's not to say that other generations didn't have a courage or a resilience, and I'm not saying that they don't have that within the generations, right? What I'm saying is as a whole, it feels like as a whole. Now, you had like certain people, so like there was like a, a handful of millennials, there might have been a handful of baby boomers, there might have been a handful of um, Generation uh, X, there might have been a handful but I say as an entire generation, it feels like they, these these digital natives, these technology natives, that they are just so gung-ho being uh, exposed to social media and technology so young, they, they have... Very few filters, very few filters. Um, I mean, they have many filters on, you know, on Instagram and Snapchat, but they have very few filters with their words, okay? Filters are not for words. Filters are for photos with Gen Z. And I love it, right? I love it. And the reason why I, I know these things is because I've pastored Gen Z, right? When I was a youth pastor um, serving, I was serving Gen Zers. And these young people, I love them so much. I love their bravery. I love their excitement. I love their fire. I love their passion. But here's the thing. They need uh, millennials and, and, and generation uh, X's and, and baby boomers. They need us to help them 
um, help them direct, right? Um, we, we need to help them get access into the rooms. They've got the passion. They, they, they don't need us to tell them the what. We just need to also help them with the how and with the who. Um, but they are very clear on the message that they're bringing. They're very clear on who they are. And, um, I really do believe that a lot of them are, are, are reborn ancestors because they're, they are just so like zero tolerance. And I love it. I love it a lot. And so with this Black Lives Matter movement, with the movement of, of the day, of the time, which is now becoming a global movement, not just limited to these here um, United States of America, um, or as Pastor Ma says, these yet to be United States, right? Um, we just see this global movement and they are really taking it by by the reins, right? They are taking it so far and it's beautiful. And it's so heartbreaking to grow up in a world where justice is not on the menu, right? It's something we talk about, but it's not something that we see. And these young people are all about, uh, let me not keep calling them young people. I mean, yes, they are young, but, um, these Gen Zers specifically are creating and imagining a world that is tangible for them. And they're not trying to wait 20, 40, 30 years before they see the vision. They're trying to see it now. So they're being very tangible in the work that they're trying to see um, come to pass. They're being very, very, very diligent um, and on the ground about the world that they're trying to create um, and the world that they want to live in and the world they want to thrive in. Okay. They want to thrive. They want to thrive. So if you are um, in relationship to any Gen Zers, um, cultivate that, cultivate that relationship because they, they, they desire it, right? They desire it. And they, they want to lead. They want to lead and they're leading whether or not you give them permission or not. And I, <laughs> I love them. They're just like, you know, ask for forgiveness, not permission. And I love that ethic. I mean, it's a dangerous ethic, but I like it, right? It's, it's a dangerous ethic when you are in, in spaces that require a consent, when you're, um, Asking for forgiveness, not permission, um, and, and, and consenting situations where you need consent. I think that's, that's something that's important too, but I think they're discerning that, right? What is a consenting situation and what is something that they can just move on without anybody else's permission? Um, and I think that that is powerful. Um, not the direction I was originally intending to go, but I just, you know, I'm going to talk it like I felt it, um, with Gen Z. I'm just, I'm just immensely proud of them. And I think the reason why, um, I feel so passionate about it is because I really enjoyed my time working with them, you know, as a youth pastor. When I was a, a youth pastor, I enjoyed every single second of being with the Gen Zers. Like I, I loved the kids that I worked with. I loved, um, I, I loved the young people I worked with. They were so on fire and they asked questions, right? You ever watch that show, The Shy? On The Shy, there's a, it's a show on Showtime, um, written and produced in, um, by Lena Waithe, who I love. Love Lena Waithe. Great work. Um, so on Showtime, there's a show called, 
the shy and there is a young person by the name of papa right there's a character by the name of papa who asks very very profound questions actually all of them do papa jake and uh, kevin all ask very very profound questions um they are in high school and they are young men and they have amazing questions and they don't just take any answer as the answer they got to get some facts and they're all about getting their facts straight and so when I'm watching that show I'm reminded of the young people um, the Gen Zers that I used to work with and just how passionate they are and how they're so bold in their question asking okay so as we're moving toward this election I challenge you to connect with some Gen Zers who will keep you accountable to your ballot, who will keep you accountable to your vote. Okay. When you cast your ballot, your ballot in November, think about the future you want to give them. When you cast your ballot in November, think about the future you want to give your grandchildren. When you cast your ballot in November, think about the future you want to give to those who are not yet born. When you cast your ballot, think about the generation who fought so hard so that you could have a ballot and not counting jelly beans in a jar. Okay, when you cast your ballot, think about John Lewis. Think about Congressman Lewis. Okay, like people who put their lives on the line for the Voting Rights Act. People who put their blood, their sweat, their tears, their time, their energy and lost moments with their own families so that we could cast the ballot. I'm so for real. Right. When you go to the ballot in November, when you go to the polls in November with your ballot, remember those who have worked hard and think about those who have yet to come. What kind of world are we creating for those not yet born? What kind of world are we um, inheriting from those who have worked hard? How are we going to maintain it? How are we going to uh, expand it? November is coming quickly. We have less than 100 days to election day. That is the reality, y'all. And we have to, you know, do our do our good work. Um, we have to get out here. We have to understand the candidates. At the time that I'm recording this podcast, I do not yet know who uh, Joe Biden's vice president candidate is going to be. Um, you know, it might get announced hopefully later this week. I'm sure I'll share my thoughts as I like to engage a little bit of politics here and there. But let me tell you something. I have to take a deep pause. I need you to feel the pause. Like I could edit out that pause, but I need you to feel this pause because this is like a real moment. I need y'all to understand something. You don't got to like Joe Biden. You don't got to like some of the things he has done. You can critique him. He is very much open to critique. I think you should critique him. I absolutely critique him. Because I got words for him. I probably will save that for another time. Uh, my words for Joe Biden, especially when these debates start, um, I will have words and thoughts. I have many. <laughs> my words along with my thoughts are many. Here are the things. You don't got to like them, but I need you to vote for them. 
and this is why. We have seen over the last four years the problem when people don't vote and when people vote ignorantly, okay? We have seen what happens and the charade and the nonsense that comes with not voting. Only let like less, like literally less than 50% of registered and eligible voters in the United States of America actually went out and voted in the year of 2016. That's a problem. We need to mobilize people to get to the polls. And, and, and not just that. Let me also explain where that other half comes from. Voter suppression. Less than 50% of eligible voters that votes that were counted and not suppressed were projected and tallied and shared. Voter suppression is real. Voter suppression is not just the jelly beans in the jar. Voter suppression is not getting absentee ballots and vote by mail ballots out in a significant um, in, in, in a significant respectable amount of time. Voter suppression is not telling people how long it's going to take the postal service to get their ballots to the the counting place. Voter suppression looks like not paying the postage on your ballot and not letting you know that your ballot requires an extra postage from what they have provided. That your ballot needs two stamps, not one. Voter suppression looks like not giving instructions inside of the envelopes. Voter suppression looks like people who are specifically uh, going through the bags at the post office and tossing out the zip codes of people who are black and brown. Voter suppression is a real thing, y'all. And we need to be going to not only the polls, we need to be going to one another to explain how deep this thing is. We have to vote We got to vote and we don't have many options. Our options were stripped because people wanted to play favorites and people wanted to be comfortable with their candidate. I don't know who your candidate might have been, but I'm going to tell you who we got. This is a white man's race all over again. Can we talk plain? Can we talk plain? This a white man's, this a white man's race that we all need to show up for because the future and the next four years of our lives and then some right because these are seeds being planted this ain't the plant baby these are the seeds these are the seeds that need to be plucked up out of the earth before they take root into something then we got a bigger problem on our hands so we need to uh We need to uh, excavate the land. How about that? And and pull up some of these seeds that have been planted into the soil of our nation. And let me tell you something. You need to get out and vote. Okay. If you are a Republican and you are a Republican that don't like 45, I definitely need you to vote 
for the listen this is not about party this is about righteousness okay this ain't about you know democrat and 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 republican this is not about that this is about the future of our country and the poison that has been put into the soil we have got to care we have got to care that's just the bottom line y'all we got to care we have got to care i'm going to the polls to vote because brianna taylor can't vote okay I'm going because she won't get to vote and her children won't get to vote. Okay, I'm going because my grandmother won't get to vote. My great grandparents won't get to vote. My great 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 grandmother was not eligible to vote. Right? So, who are you casting your ballot on behalf of? You have to vote. You have to vote. You have to vote. You know, let me tell you something. There are people around this world who wish they had an opportunity to vote. Who wish they had a say in who was leading their country. Who wish they could have something called democracy as flawed as it may be. Okay, but democracy is not tyranny. It's not dictatorship. We have to believe that democracy still exists. And we have to believe that it can exist for the first time. How about them apples? Bake a pie with that. All right, all American. I'm for real. Right? We have to vote. <laughs> we, we just have to. We just have to. We just have to. I'm sure I will talk more about voting and the election and my thoughts um, on the the blue party as the days come and the days roll ahead, as you will hear, um, you know, about uh, candidate Biden's VP pick. Um, but while we are uh, while we are here, I have other thoughts. I have other thoughts. I have other thoughts. I have other thoughts. And I want to mention, actually, you know what? I'm actually going to save that for another time. So, um, yeah, I actually am. I have some thoughts that I want to share on um, Black is King and Black spirituality. And I also want to share some thoughts on uh a pastor by the name of Mike Todd and I have some thoughts that I want to share about Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion's WAP okay WAP I have some thoughts and I am going to do an entire episode on black spirituality and uh, black religious politics um by way of the gospel according to portionality that's what i'm finna do and i was getting ready to go into this whole idea and i'm just looking at the time i'm like child we are 27 minutes in i'm about to cut this i'm gonna end this because i'm a black woman i can do what i want and if you so decide that you want to join me um for another episode i welcome it uh please remember to uh comment rate subscribe all that good stuff whether you're listening on apple Podcasts, if you're listening on 
SoundCloud, if you're listening on Spotify, however you get your podcast, I ask that you comment, rate, subscribe. I hope that you would uh, follow me at Portionality. I hope that you tell your friends that I'm here. And oh, also, in addition to this upcoming episode that I'm going to do, I am going to be releasing all of the recorded episodes that I have um, with guests. And um, I also should really apologize to all the guests um, who I had recorded podcasts with but hadn't released them. Listen, I love y'all. And I thank y'all for praying for me. <laughs> no, but for real. Thank you for praying for me. I'm going to release them all. Okay. So it's going to be some throwbacks. So you're going to have some current episodes and some throwbacks, um, all looped into one big old season. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, and those podcasts will be my quote unquote guests. Um, because I realize I've had a lot of guests and not enough of my own voice, right? And so if I'm going to create myself a digital pulpit, listen, child, I need to be the one holding the mic, okay? And that's not to say that I won't bring other people on, because I will, but I'm also very mindful of of the work that I'm doing. I'm mindful of the work that I'm trying to create. I am mindful of the space that I'm trying to live into um, and the authenticity of what I'm trying to live into. I realize I am a... Um, a real free agent right now, right? Where I can, I can say it like I feel it. Um, and I have not been able to do that in a very long time. So, um, I, I, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this so much. And I am so very grateful, um, for how you all have shown up for me today in this episode. And so once again, um, however you're listening, share this podcast. I hope to hear from you very, very, very soon. And I look forward to uh, hearing the next episode where we're going to talk about Beyonce, where we're going to talk about Black is King. We're going to talk about WAP. We're going to talk about all kinds of fun things. Okay, y'all take care. Love you much. Peace, blessings, love, light, all of that. (laughs) 